Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Okay, Nut. Hey, hey. Working hard. Another podcast. We've done a bunch today. It's uh, March 24th. S&P continues to crater. Panic is actually increasing. The VIX may not be increasing, but the, the long tail effects, uh, the empathy that we're all spending on companies in trouble and the, the news and the 24-hour news cycle and the lockdown is definitely starting to have second and third derivative effects. So I uh, want to keep talking to smart people while we can who've been through this. So we're going to call Ryan Gilbert, who's an old friend of mine, LP, crazy smart investor and operator from South Africa, lives in San Francisco. So uh, we're going to uh, pay it off, sent me, we ditch Koifin, freeloaders. And uh, we've, we've uh, other portfolio companies are writing in saying, share the uh, podcast, share your, share your few viewers with us. So uh, pay it off, one of our new investments, payitoff.io sent me uh, something to read. And uh, pay it off has built the first federal debt API that helps any fintech or financial institution address student loans within their financial services products. The average borrower using Pay It Off API uh, within those products saves $3,000 per year through their personalized assessment and enrollment functionality. These tools are especially helpful right now during COVID-19 situations as millions of borrowers are losing part of their income or their jobs entirely. Companies using Pay It Off can provide immediate relief by enrolling them in income-driven repayment plans and forgiveness auctions. Really unique back-end product for banks and fintech companies that allow people to uh, really figure out how to uh, get the right relief right now. Uh, the government's talking about 60 days, but that's not enough. Um, so uh, thanks, pay it off, and let's get Ryan on the phone. Hello? Ryan Gilbert. Howard. FaceTime podcast. How are you doing? FaceTime, Zoom podcast. I'm doing all right. I'm a little worn out. You got to be worn out too. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very wearing experience, but um, I've started doing things to, to break free and realize that uh, you can either sit around and, 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 you know, try not to sink or you can start paddling. So yes. uh, it's time to paddle hard. Paddle hard. I like yeah. that as they can you write that down pedal hard you're talking to canute too hey yep. ryan how you we doing? got two foreigners well, there's hey, three foreigners not an american amongst us there's k nut there's h wow and there's do you have a nickname ryan no, just call me ryan just call, call me you RG. ryan yeah rg rg but, this, but 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 howard this is a global that accent problem. sounds interesting are you austrian throw another shrimp on the barbie That's right. Right. <laughs> you're south african and so what, I, I interrupted you already. Sorry, what were you saying, Ryan? Yeah, and this and it's crazy that, that there's not an American on this because I think this is a global problem and uh, we all have to deal with it. Yes. It seems like the foreigners are dealing better with it than the – as a foreign American, I feel like I'm locked down. I mean, I've seen my kids and K-Nut at six feet and he's clean. Yeah. And then <laughs> you have like a 1,000 kids at home. Is it a 1,000 or a 1,012? 
we we got four kids. They're all back from, from school and college, and we got a wiener dog. And you know what we did to get through this lockdown? Uh-huh. We got another wiener dog. We figured. Oh, you got a second wiener dog. We got oh, a second wiener dog. So I'm that's a little exciting. bit jealous. What's the name of the two? We have we've had two. One passed away. And what is yeah, the name so of we, your two wiener dog? So we we got Pretzel. He's the old one, and we got Ozzy, the new one. Was Pretzel a copy of Bagel? And some was that inspired? No, no, no. no. It, it's from that book. There was that book. Um, there was that. Uh, sorry, you know what? I'm going crazy. It's it's Rocky. Pretzel was our first one. Pretzel's gone. Oh, Pretzel's Rocky gone. Rocky and Ozzy. Yeah. So this is our third. Right. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Well, you're soft. You're South African. Strength. I am. The, right. uh, the and which part of the house apartheid are you? Where do they put you? <laughs> well, I'm actually in the guest house by the pool because it's like the one place where I can get my work done. Oh, you hated that idea. Now the guest house is a winner. It's a total winner. It's a total winner. FaceTime audio know. is so much better than anything out there. It's a remarkable service. In fact, I'm finding that you can rely more on FaceTime audio than you can on, on general 3G or even 5G, whatever it's called. I mean, your voice. You should have a podcast. I don't Between you and Knut, why do I have a podcast? You two guys should have a podcast. Knut and RG. I'll call you later, you, Howard. Right. Yeah, let's do it. The, but Howard, it's, it's, been, it's been one heck of a year for you. Ah, I mean, I'm, you've been, I, through, you've been I have, through a lot. I've been through a lot. You came to visit me, so thank you. Yeah. The uh, I think it happens. Like I've been uh, blessed most of my life, and I just got hit. You know, I was going hard. You got me into the Israel stuff, so I was doing did the Israel trip, then New York. Got the flu. I think I might have had the flu in like late November. Just before, yeah. I think I don't know. It feels to me that this virus has been around a lot longer than we're saying. Um, it just seems in a global world that the Wuhan thing would have shown up here within a week. So I'm, I'm, I don't know where, what, what the hell went on. I feel like I've been sick already and I'm, I'm locked down thinking like I'm not being taken up for granted, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I went through it. I feel like, um, I saw David Frankel is the one VC who, who yeah. had it and he, he was tweeting about being locked down and the, right. and the night and the fever and yada, yada, yada. And you probably know him. I do. We yeah. went to the same high school in South Africa. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, he so, seems like the greatest well. guy. Well, he is. He's a true entrepreneur, and he backs great investors. Yeah. So what he's doing at Founder Collective is is admirable. Yeah, they've had some massive winners, and they're just like they'll do hard deals, like hardware. Yeah. The uh, so let's tell people a little bit about Ryan Gilbert. Just go all the way back. We have lots of time. It's a podcast. It doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't cost us anything. <laughs> that's what that's what we like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I. Uh, I, I'm from South Africa, went to law school there, and I've been in the United States the past 22 years, mainly doing startups in the in the broader fintech space. The past four years, I've been a partner at Propel Venture Partners, where we invest in early-stage fintech companies. Mm-hmm. And um, um, this year, I've, I've set up a, a little side entity called Launchpad Capital, where I've actually just been spending a lot, lot of my own time and resources on getting new startups up and running. And uh, from a timing perspective, I'm actually quite excited as – as crazy as things are outside, everyone's always said it's in times like these, you go early and start companies. So uh, so that's what I'm encouraging people to do. How do you keep your energy? I mean, you travel the world on top of doing this and with four kids. I know your wife, yeah. like my wife, carries the load, but where do you find the energy? Because I don't see, well, I can't see you working out, so I don't see you having any... <laughs> We were talking about stadiums versus athletes. I think you have one of those yeah. athlete brains, and somehow your yeah. body withstands the athletic brain and the crazy travel. You don't mind the international travel. I don't. I enjoy the international travel. I'm actually quite sad that it seems to be game over for a while. 
So um, my attitude is I'm in the U.S. and I need to make the most about what we can do here in the United States over the next probably 12 to 18 months. So how, is it I, just genetic that you're this – you should have always had this energy or no? I feel it is. Um, I, I feel it's, 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 it's been it – certainly is who I am. I don't like sitting still. And I'm fascinated by the art of the start. I'm fascinated by the ability to – to really work with talented people, pursue ideas that most folks think think are crazy, and just try and prove the world wrong, um, one company at a time. What's really remarkable for me, having been doing startups for the past twenty plus years, is how much more cost effective it is, and 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 frankly easier to establish a business today. Um, we every every major industry has had its Amazon Web Services moment. That allows you to, to scale up far more cost-effectively. But I think in financial services, where, where my real passion is, you're finding the regulators, the owners and operators of banks, and the general ecosystem is a lot more open to innovation right now in 2020 than it's ever been before. And given the current crisis that we're all dealing with, I think fintech is going to be a major contributor to the new world that's going to follow. And how did you – do you remember the first time you panicked? Well – in, in this crisis or another crisis? No, just you remember the first time you were like, uh-oh. Yeah. I think, Not this well, crisis. I, I mean, the first time you were like, oh, fuck. I think in 87, I, I, I remember that. I was still in high school, but I was trading stocks from the call box in school. <laughs> right. I mean, I distinctly remember that that moment. I distinctly remember the Lehman moment um, when, when Lehman was going down. Um, I bought stocks in JP Morgan that Friday and sold them that Monday. It was a great trade. So panicking has taught me that it's easy to lose if you do the wrong thing. But if you're thoughtful about what you're doing, you, you could see good outcomes on the other side. Um, unfortunately, this crisis is very different to others from my perspective because it has to do with health. And I think when folks feel that their health and, and the health of their, their loved ones is, is at risk, they react very, very differently. But we haven't. Like America's not half, half of us is farting around. So have we acted well, differently? Well, I'm, I'm in the Bay Area and I can see significant change in behavior. I just wish we, at least in the Bay Area, reacted far more um, As leaders, it was surprising that no one yeah. locked down sooner. Yeah. It, Even it really New York surprising. was surprising. Like Cuomo's taking credit right yeah. now, but they were slow. I was there partying well, a month ago. Yeah, I, I think I think it's 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 remarkable how how slow it has been, and I think also who wants to change the way of life, especially in an election year. The bet the bet that the politicians are making is that this is going to work out and that we'll be able to go and vote in November. But um, it's 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 I think it's it's a it's a bet that may go the other way. And so they you think in a worst case scenario they delay the elections. It will be the biggest constitutional crisis this planet has ever seen. So I don't think that's going to happen. I, I do think they're going to somehow make it safe enough to go yeah, out and vote. You're right. I don't even want to start going down that rabbit yeah. hole. So, uh, so you haven't really – you've seen panics, but you've never had a like – you've had to deal with panic as an operator. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, and and I, I'm dealing with panic a lot across the Propel portfolio and when with other investments that so I've made over the let's years. Let's walk through that. Yeah, and so so this to today I've spoken to four CEOs of companies I've involved in. We've uh, um, often the the question is asked of me by the founder slash CEO, what would you do in this environment? And the first question I ask is, well, how many months of runway do you have left? And they give me a number, and then I respond is, well, what can we do to extend that? Because I think that that having longer run, runway is the key to surviving this scenario. Now, the, 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 the crisis that we're in could go on for far longer than any of us expect. 
And then in that case, none of our tabletop planning and 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 uh, cost cutting is going to make a lick of a difference. We'll be in a whole other set of of, of bother. But I feel that many of the companies that that we've invested in are taking this very seriously. They recognizing that if they're going to make adjustments to spend or to headcount or, or any other aspect of their burn, the goal is to cut once and cut deeply. You can't have a rolling series of cuts because um, you, you, that's all you'll be doing. You'll be doing cutting. You won't be able to focus on the future and to do other things. Um, and also, it's, it's, I think it's really, really important to, at these times, have super close communications with your founding teams, with everyone on the team, and drive for maximum transparency. Everybody should speak, be, be clear as to what the other folks are looking for and be in a position to do so collaboratively. Don't let bad news come out um, at, at the end of the day when you can announce it at the beginning of the day and let us all work to solve problems. Yeah, I think that's the, f- the first thing is uh, communication and more information. And that applies to whether you're running a government or whether you're running a startup. Absolutely. Traveling all over the world, who's who's done a really good job here? Well, I was happy today to see that the South African president has locked down the country for the next 21 days. Um, really the first the first leader in Africa to do that. And my parents and my in-laws are still there. So certainly we're affected by the lockdown. But it's been shown that if you do lock down the whole country and, and, and put out law enforcement to enforce the lockdown, you could have positive results. Um, I think Gavin Newsom has done a good job. He's really tried in here in California to get ahead of the train and um, and and do what most advisors have said is the right thing to do. Um, I've been haven't been as impressed with with other governors. And as far as our federal government's concerned, it's taken them a long, long time to get onto the program. Um, as an avid viewer of the daily press conference, um, it's just remarkable how the behaviour has changed. So I feel today that the administration does understand the gravity of the situation and is making the the right calls. I'd hate to see the decisions made get unraveled in order to give more convenience back to us and in order to return to the so-called American way of life. Um, For a few weeks or months, we should all be in a position to make the right sacrifices and to to win this battle because it is a war. Well, he's already floating the idea this is going to be two weeks. Uh, That may be his way, but it's only creating more stress for people that are like, shut up. Like, why can't we? You just talked about a war, and now we're talking about two weeks. It's over. Yeah, this this, this isn't. It's not 15 days. They've got that nice little um, PowerPoint that they show all the time. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a lot longer. What is interesting, however, is it it may be longer in some parts of the country as opposed to others, and it may, maybe there are different approaches to take across the United States. But that will perhaps mean more restrictions on movement between states. I just heard of this afternoon, apparently, that Florida is requiring anyone who travels from New Jersey or New York states to be under quarantine when they enter Florida. That's probably what we'll have to have in order mm-hmm. to win. I mean, that's, that's good for Zoom. I'm trying to think who this is good for <laughs> in general. Um, well, it's, and it's, it's really it's, bad it's, for travel. It just seems like derivative. Travel. It's just derivative gets worse every day. Terrible travel. But, you know, Zoom isn't the only game in town. No. You've, got, you've, got, you've got WebEx, Citrix, and you've got Skype with, with, uh, with Microsoft. And we've actually invested in a company called Huddle um, at Propel. So I think all these, all these players are going to be able to make a difference. I think it's, it's good for the application of, of technology to allow people to get closer to each other. And, um, and maybe we'll start using our phones to actually 
make calls. I again. love my AirPods. I love my phone. I mean, look at this podcast. Yeah. You're on FaceTime. I'm like a $100 rig system that Canute put together that's as good as yeah. anybody can do. And I'm learning. I'm, I'm again. I'm I'm actually listening to our own podcast because the guests are smart. What I ride, but I guess time does move a little faster when I'm listening to a podcast. I've been riding for outside, and I always listen to music. And now, because the last two weeks, I'm listening to podcasts, and like I notice that time moves a little faster when yeah. you're listening to people. Now, do you? Uh, how did you get involved in? You were an advisor to Square, so how did you get involved in that early? Did that, oh, come, did that fall in your lap or you were just... It, it, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it fell in my, in my lap. Um, I, I have a, a very good friend who was an early advisor to, to Jack and, and other uh, tech tech leaders. And when Square was was looking to start up, um, they realized they needed some folks with payments-related insight. And that's why how I was introduced to Jack and Jim and had an opportunity to work from day one with the, with the early team. Um, a phenomenal experience and, and something I'm very proud about. I thank them for that opportunity. And um, what got you excited? Just the hardware or the or Jack? Well, I, th- I think the, the 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 people, the tech, and the Tam Team Tech Tam certainly stood out for me. As far as the teams concerned, there's this team opportunity to. Like do, do you like that one? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the essence of seed investing for me. Um, the, the the team was quite phenomenal at, at those early stage. Um, engineers, designers who operated in sync. Um, in most organizations, if you're engineering-led, you often forget about design. Or if you're design-led, you may forget about engineering. But at Square, or in the early days, um, what was known as, uh, if I think correctly, JDJM, LLC, um, the, everybody focused on bringing the two elements together. Um, and in order to solve the problem of making it easier for small businesses and individuals to accept payments, because back in 2009, if you wanted to set up a merchant account and accept credit cards, you had to provide a personal guarantee, fill out reams of, of paperwork, and wait a couple of weeks to be underwritten by the acquiring institution. And Square turned it around, did it digitally, and did it real-time, which is why they have millions of happy customers today. Um, and naturally, the evolution of Square from being a, a point-of-sale device on your mobile device through to the Square register all the way through to Square Cash has showed that uh, one can focus on making the payments experience. But are they a lender a or a tech company? They're, they're a tech company that does payments, lending, offers payroll But they're services. getting punished more than the other people because I think they're con- now we're seeing that some of their business is low margin. I mean, you can't talk well, about it, but I just look at the yeah, stock price and I go... They've been punished really hard, hard, terribly. I mean, a lot more than 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 PayPal and others right. in the payment space. Um, and I think I think that's to a lot. I, I would argue it's been overdone. And uh, don't take it from me. No, no, no. I know you're not making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That have been that have been. I'm just trying to. I, my gut is that the world looks at it more as like, oh, they got a low margin lending business to small businesses that is going right. to need to be bailed out. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I, I know they're a software and and tech company, but not anymore. The exciting thing is, well, I think we'll all know on Wednesday that um, Square's got an investor day, so I'll, I'll let them speak for themselves. Right. Um, but the, I think the positive thing as well, some data that I've that I've seen recently is that uh, the the current the current receivables for their lending lending business is not that significant, and they're sitting on about two billion dollars of cash. They they pulled down a, a billion dollar line about two weeks ago, 
um, repayable in a couple of years' time. So, uh, you know, from a, from a cash perspective, they're probably amongst the strongest in the fintech ecosystem. And I think that's why their stock price is holding. They've also just this past week been granted an industrial loan corporation license with approval from the FDIC, and that they'll be online with that bank out of Utah in uh, 2021. And uh, we'll give them a lot of opportunities to to do more. And hopefully at that time, the, the market's turned around. But what, one of the primary reasons they've been punished is because Square has built itself up as a primary service provider to small businesses. And small businesses, we expect, are going to be hit very, very hard in, if, in, in this downturn, particularly restaurants and food services entities and all these others that have shut down. So I think everyone will have to wait and see how deep the crisis cuts into the small business space. And, and how fast that, it comes back. Because, like, I mean, well, that's right. Are we rolling coming back? Because that's brutal. Well, we I gonna, hope we get a V. I hope we get a V. Recovery, but how do you get a V frankly? when when there's no real leadership? Meaning, are we going to do two weeks? Or are we going to do two months? You can get a V yeah, well, if everybody's in the mindset of let's do yeah. a month. I've, I've come to realize that in a country like the United States with our federal system and strong leadership at the state level and strong leadership at the local level, the way we, we win this war is by fighting out through the economy. And I think the best soldiers in a war like this are the entrepreneurs. America has millions of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. people like you and me and others, who have to fight every day in order to survive. And I can't see people just sitting back saying, gosh, we got whacked last month. We're not going to try and do it again. I think we're going to go back and add it. We have to eat. We have to buy things. We need to get our cars repaired. We, we are a, a country that is, is consumer-led. Um, and I think that's where we're going to come back. And hopefully the, uh, the Senate gets its act together. I'm still amazed that the two parties can't figure out how to pass this stimulus bill. Yeah. And um, we, we get back in action. But if people are still going to be dying by the thousands a week across the world, no one is going to want to go shopping and eating out. So we, I think the, the health part of the solution needs to come as rapidly as possible because the money part of solution, both fiscal and monetary stimulus, um, that takes a few acts of Congress. But yeah. um, fighting the virus takes some super smart um, scientists and doctors, and frankly, we don't have enough of those. Yeah, and so in fintech, what uh, what do you focus on? What's the future look like? Well, it's, I've, I've I've really been retooling my thinking in, in light of what we're focusing on, and I think what we're seeing in America and across the world is that we we have started as a, as a society to nest to really spend more time at home, spend more time with loved ones, think about ourselves and think about the future. Um, And I feel that there is this very clear intersection for me of financial health, physical health, and mental health. If you're not physically well, the odds are you're not going to be feeling great about yourself either. That impacts mental health. And certainly the last thing you want to worry about is financial health. So I want to spend a lot more time thinking about innovations in fintech that can uh, deal with insurance Make ensure that you and your families have access to the right insurance coverages that you need to deal with any eventuality. I don't think that a credit is going to be that easy for many whose whose uh, scores have been impacted or will be impacted as a result of this crisis. I don't think that savings necessarily is going to survive on its own because if you've just lost a lot of money because you've been out of jobs or you've been hit on the market, the last thing you want to do is be told now start to save for retirement or, or have savings gold for your next initiative. But what about combining the two into a model that, that works together? So really innovating at that intersection of saving for the future and, and credit when you need it. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to student lending. 
um, will the government step in and say we're going to write off a huge amount of of, of current receivables um, because of the, for so many Americans so funny, paying back like the student loan is a big everybody deal. Everybody hates uh, what's her name who backed out, and then we oh, ended yeah, up yeah. giving her what she wants. That's right. Elizabeth Warren was probably right. And, well, and that's, oh, I mean, she was it's right. It's just bad timing. Bad. Uh, she would have like again. This is like bad strategy. She could have just run down the middle, and this would have happened anyways. Oh, what? It's, it, it's, it, it, life is all about timing. Yeah. Um, I think they're still there, but um, so student lending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think yeah. student. You have to. You have to focus on the impact of student lending. Um, I worry about the an aging population that may have lost their retirement. Um, not today. Do they have enough? Can will folks be able to retire in the future? I think there's going to be a lot of analysis that comes out of that. Um, the, the 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 home market has seized up. Um, back about a month ago, it was clear that that um, um, companies like Zillow and Open Door and others, the so-called i buyers, were stopping to to be Today, productive. Today, Zillow finally announced that they're stopping. I mean, as someone who has been buying stopping? the stock yeah. uh, in the twenties last week, I was like, "What?" Down seven. Yeah, you know, I was nervous, but I'm like, "How oh, so does that go away?" They was down like eighty yeah, percent in the last three yeah. weeks. Well, that explains why they had a bit of a bump today, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. So you've got Zillow and you've got Redfin and you've got the open doors of the world that, that have all ceased operations in that space. And in speaking to realtor friends, they, they basically said, look, this market is going to stall. And as Americans, we have so much of our net worth tied up in our houses. I think we have to see the real estate market starting again. So I made some calls to some banks who do a lot of home lending this past week to understand what's happening with them. And they said, you know, the, the biggest problem they're finding is that the, the title and escrow companies, those entities that, that actually do the conveyance of, of title when a deal closes, many of their employees are working from home or are not working at all. So that has caused significant delays. And then you have appraisers who have to go and inspect the properties as part of the process. But do they you want a stranger? That, yeah. yeah. You don't want a stranger walking through your house. They, you know, God, God forbid they should be uh, carriers of, of, of the virus. So the, 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 the closing times on, on existing transactions has Got pushed it. out on average to 75 days. Yeah. Um, and you so, have so, like people like Zillow who are like sneaking into the market, just backing right back out. Exactly. So, so open uh, doors uh, of the world and that, whew, the, the, by pay cash, that'll stop quickly. It's it's already has, oh. but it could come back just as fast. Um, so, well, Americans are transient, so within the mm -hmm. country, so it should come back as fast. It just seems yeah. like too obvious at this point. Uh, right. But the unintended concept. But you're running somewhat business as usual. I'm trying to run business as usual. The problem, how it happens when you're doing a deal and other investors decide to pull out. Oh, for sure. And, We're seeing, you know, we saw one today. What, what, yeah. do you, what do you do? So uh, we, we had an experience last week that, thank God, did not happen because everybody's sanity prevailed. And uh, when it came to closing today, they all showed up. But um, this this is not time to to uh, to do rash things, particularly if you've made commitments as an investor. And if you really want to pull out, just do it in a nice way. Recognize that costs have been incurred, that legal legal expenses and others, and and do the right thing. Otherwise, your reputation will be shot. Yeah, really good advice uh, for young people right now. It's like gotta even though everybody's looking at their own portfolio and their own families, we all have to still behave like uh, you know like just, that we're going to have a future in this business. Oh, yeah. We have long memories about these moments. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been through this a few times and I'm seeing, I'm not seeing bad behavior yet. I'm just seeing some give up and I'm seeing some like easy way out stuff. And I'm like, 
this is a time when we have millions, we have so many communication tools, there's no reason to be like uh, out of the loop. Oh, exactly. Plus we have and a ton of time on our hands, meaning no one can travel, so we're not spending our time in airports and on planes. We're on oh, the that's Zoom. Right. Like we have the tools Everyone. to communicate like all day. Everyone's available. Everyone's no available. I, I like that one too. So, so um, where, so you're a hundred percent FinTech you think? You know, I, th- I think I think I will stay 100% fintech. Um, it's it's what I know. I believe that the movement of money, the um, extension of credit and investment in real assets is something that we're going to do forever. So I'll stick to what I know. My brothers are the doctors. I'm not. So I'm not going to do healthcare. And what are they seeing about the virus? What are they saying about the virus? Well, my, my brother in Florida is really at the at the at the front of the soul. He's a concierge doctor in the, the northern Miami area. Well, so the calls his, he must get are hysterical. He must. Uh, he's probably got a lot of stories. Of course, he can't share them with yeah. me. But um, I'm so he's concierge doctor means high net worth people hire him to like a financial advisor. They just yeah, to have him a china to to always be available. And it's not only high net worth. I think a lot of Americans are realizing that if you want the best service, you need to have your own doctor. Yeah. Don't don't get uh, thrown into the system. So he's he's doing great work out there. And uh, my, my, my other brother is in London and he's a medical director for a, a drug trial, a, a drugs company that's uh, doing work um, in the peanut allergy space. And previously he worked on flu viruses. So he's he's quite central to a lot of what's going on right now. This is, this is his time and uh, I hope that he and his colleagues can save the world. And how are your families, they understand they're all locked down and they get it? I think they get it. Um, it's it's certainly as tougher with the kids, and the older the kids are, their their freedoms are being taken away. Yeah. But uh, I think I think they will re- realize this is this is serious, and uh, and we'll all get through it. And um, the uh, and what about you with your own investing? Like, how are you managing this? Are you is this something that gets you excited, or are you just standing by and just you know? Watching? So I. I I certainly took some risk off a couple of weeks back, and mm. now I'm watching. And I'd love to get back in. Um, the 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 names that intrigue me are, are I wouldn't say they're on on a huge fire sale right now, but they certainly are a lot uh, cheaper than they were many weeks ago. Um, I'd like to see stability going in. I think banks, in particular, are trading at steep discounts to book value, which as a as a fi- financial investor, I uh, really do like. And if one understands the banks well and understands what their obligations are, um, I think we could make pick up some very good investments for the and future. On the regional bank side or on the big bank side? Um, I'd, I'd say that's true for both. I've got a lot of confidence in big banks like Wells Fargo and J.P. Morgan. I think those banks are going to be around for, for a long, long time. Um, it's unfortunate that Jamie Dimon had his heart um, surgery a few weeks ago because it would have been great to hear what he has to say. So he's, um, a, he's all, uh, that's true. So they, they've been. Yeah. So he hasn't been around to talk. He hasn't been around, no, at all, and um, that's which is which is he's a missing voice in this current environment. I didn't even notice that. I'm not following the news. I'm just so busy like watching prices and just see deterioration. I'm just trying to figure out uh, the second and third order effects of all this. Right, but uh, I can't get a game on it because literally nothing's open. So it's like there is no revenue. No, there's there's nothing there, and I know I, I gather from from you and what you've been tweeting, you've you've been nibbling a little bit in the retail yeah. names. Uh-huh. Um, I, I certainly believe that that um, you know plays like Restoration Hardware and Lululemon and others are going to be strong players in the future, bouncing back in a big time. Um, I'm I'm intrigued though by Home Depot. 
Um, because if there are going to be fewer home sales and folks are going to be staying in their own primary residence, the time's going to come that you have to do maintenance and fix them up and and do some some work there. So so that's that's an interesting one for me. It's uh, always like, been an interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, has it been hit like everything? I'm, I don't follow it. It's it's it, it, it's been hit, but I, I I don't think it's been hit hard enough. Frankly, yeah, you're waiting. So, yeah, I, you're like I'm a waiting. tougher guy. You got, you're more you private wait. equity. Yeah, you're like a. And, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just a normal guy who wants to be there in the long run. And the one travel stock that I do like is Southwest. Um, Love has come down significantly. I haven't even gone in on that one yet, but I recall in the past they did a great job when it came to hedging on on fuel. They understand how their market works. They've standardized on on certain products. They've expanded markets. And I think when we start traveling again, their customer first approach is going to help them stand out from the crowd. They've always had cancel before our flight, get your full money back or full credit. They don't play the same games that the other airlines have been playing, particularly in times like this. So when when things fix up, I think they're going to get great rewards from their customer base. And what about Europe? I think yeah, I was in. Frankly, I, I don't know if you know. You I came. So yeah, I was in. I was lost in in Paris um, at the end of January, and I actually came back with the flu. So who knows what that was? Much like you, um, Europe is is still a division. I think divided between New Europe and, and Old Europe. Old Europe being Western Europe, and these Western Europe has been hit so hard right now. Spain and Italy, particularly, I think they're going to find it very, very difficult to snap back quickly. I think there's going to be a lot of mourning. They need to get through their pain and grief and then be in a position to rebuild. It's the human factor that's going to matter more than anything else. Um, unfortunately, the travel economy that Italy and Spain has is going to be tremendously hard hit. We were, as a family, getting ready to go there this summer. We're not. Um, it's, it's a, you know, who, who would ever dream of that? But maybe in 21, 22, we'll be able to go back. Um, I hope and wish them all the best. That would be a blessing. Yes. And then what about Israel? What, why, uh, you do a lot of travel and work there. Uh, I've been, I, I love the country. I think they're a great people, super innovative with, with a, with a real focus on, on, on beating the odds. Um, they, they've locked down very quickly. Unfortunately, given the huge amount of travel that Israelis do, the virus got there quickly and hit just as hard. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see how they manage to, to sustain this. The, the economy is taking a hit, particularly the export-centric nature of their business and the travel um, economy that makes Israel what it is. I mean, from a religious perspective, most religions in the world want to visit there. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll pull through with some very strong government intervention. And now that it looks like a government national unity is going to step in under a new prime minister, um, they should be able to, to play it through and, uh, and do well. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. I could t- chat forever, but I think, you, I think the key takeaways here are, um, you can't be too aggressive here as much as you and I are optimistic people. This yeah. is, this is like, this is you and I are like confused and that, so people shouldn't be so cocky and like, <laughs> there's a lot of cockiness going there's, around. There's, well, especially if you listen to CNBC, everybody has a point of view. My, my approach is take it easy, go slow and spend the summer in Coronado. So hopefully we'll see you there. All right, my man. Talk to you soon. You take care. Be well. Okay, Bye-bye. Cheers. So more of a worldview there. So kind of a monster at travel and investing and big brain mm-hmm. and, and tougher person. What, do you get anything out of that? Well, it's always interesting to, to listen to people that have a different background. They always bring a different uh, 
different thing to the table. Yeah. And he yeah, certainly yeah. does. So I uh, hope everybody enjoyed Ryan Gilbert, and we will be back with more Panic with Friends. See you all soon.